world where medical doctors cover up your symptoms with drugs. You need a better way. Look no further. You found it. The Freedom From Pharmacy Podcast. The Freedom From Pharmacy Podcast is for information purposes only and should not be considered as medical advice. Always consult a physician when trying to get off a prescription medication. Welcome to the Freedom From Pharmacy Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Showalter. I am certified in holistic nutrition. I am not a doctor, and these claims have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration to prevent, cure, or treat any disease. I'm going to talk about autism today. Leo Kanner was the first person to describe autism about 70 years ago in 1944. In 1980, there was about 1 in 10,000 people with autism. In 2000, just 20 years later, 1 in 150. And today, autism is now around 1 in 50. According to the MIT research scientist Stephanie Seneff, in 2025, estimated to be 1 out of 2 people will be autistic. Holy smokes! That is an epidemic. What is going on? Uh, the MDs think it's genetic. And whenever a medical doctor says a disease is genetic, that means they don't know what causes it. So they say it's genetic, so they sound smart. And since genetics are above your pay grade, you just accept that the doctor must know more about it than you do. When you label a disease as genetic, you eliminate the possibility of curing it because... You can't do anything about genetic diseases. If you first start out thinking that it's genetic, you'll never find a cure for it. And therein lies the futility of medical doctors thinking on disease. They think that you'll have to live with the disease for the rest of your life, so you might as well take a drug and cover up your symptoms. Don't bother looking for anything because there's nothing to fix it. Because it's genetic. You can't do anything about genetics. Well, they're wrong. You do not go from 1 in 10,000 to 1 in 150 in 20 years. Even if you believed in evolution, shouldn't we be improving and not getting worse? The weak ones are supposed to die off, right? Well, what happens when half the population is plagued with autism? What do you do then with your theory? I don't believe it's genetic. Uh, why? Because genes are epigenetic. Genes respond to their environment, and when your environment sucks, you get autism. Pretty simple. Dr. Wallach was one of the founders of the understanding of epigenetics, and he has a book called Epigenetics, the Death of the Genetic Theory of Disease Transmission. Now, I don't want to make this into the vaccine cause autism episode. I already did an episode on vaccines, but I've, I'm looking at a site here, activistpost.com, an article titled, 22 Medical Studies That Show Vaccines Can Cause Autism. A study published in the Journal of Annals of Ep Epidemiology shown that giving the hepatitis B vaccine to a newborn baby, boys, could triple the risk of developing autism spectrum disorders. A study in the University of Pittsburgh in 1999 gave monkeys a normal childhood vaccination schedule at the time, and they've added more vaccines since then. The monkeys that were not vaccinated did not get autism, while vaccinated monkeys did get autism. A Department of Pharmacology and Physiology of the Nervous System in Poland in 2010 study found that thimerosal, the mercury in the vaccines, is a factor contributing to autism. The Journal of Immunotoxicology and the Middle East Current Psychiatry both say autism and mercury poison have the same symptoms. 
possibly because there's mercury in the vaccines. And it's not just a little bit of mercury, it's 25 micrograms, which seems like a small amount, but that amount is 25,000 times, 25,000 times higher than the EPA set in the Safe Water Act. And you're putting that right into the bloodstream, bypassing your body's natural defenses. A few years ago, a top CDC scientist, Dr. William Thompson, came forth and blew the whistle saying that uh, the MMR study that he was involved with in the early 2000s, that the scientists were sharing emails amongst each other saying, what can we do about this study? The data is showing that there's a link between MMR and and autism so they started monking with the data started throwing out parts of the test to make the percentages uh, the way they looked at them and eventually he couldn't live with it anymore and he blew the whistle on it risking his job his life even because if you even so much as whisper that uh, a vaccine might cause autism and you're in the medical field they can kill you I mean these people are serious people they destroyed Dr. Wakefield's life, and he didn't even say his study caused autism. What he found was that the, when the shot was given, it affected the child's gut bacteria, and the affected gut bacteria eventually caused autism. They took away Dr. Wakefield and his partner, John Walker Smith's license to practice medicine. His uh, partner, John Walker Smith, had insurance, so he was able to fund his lawsuit against his accusers. And he won his case, so he got his license to practice medicine restored. Dr. Wakefield, not ha having a couple hundred thousand dollars to spend, did not get his restored money to fight it in court. But it is interesting how, how they say vaccines don't cause autism when the insert of the DTaP vaccine says that autism is a possible side effect. Now, at least the insert used to say that. All the links going to the original documents don't work anymore so that means is they they realized that that was published on the internet was a problem for them so they removed it but you can go to the VAERS site that's vaccine adverse event reporting service and this is voluntary people who have a side effect of vaccines can report it and you can do a keyword search for autism and it does come up it doesn't come up as much as it should, but that's because people in the medical field are biased against saying vaccines cause autism, so they aren't going to report it. But you can look at cases such as Jenny McCarthy's kid where as immediately after the vaccine, there was a decline in child's cognitive ability. Vaccines are full of toxic chemicals that can be the straw that breaks the camel's back for a child that is already nutrient deficient and by nutritionally deficient I don't mean malnourishment. Down syndrome is a prenatal zinc deficiency and just like no mother knows that she's zinc deficient the babies can be deficient and it could not be apparent. Now I know you might be aware of mercury in vaccines and you might be aware that they took mercury out of some of the vaccines but it's still in some of the vaccines like the flu shots but you can go to YouTube and look at a video showing mercury vapor killing nerve cells in live time. So we know that it does that. And when you inject mercury into the bloodstream, you're bypassing the body's natural defenses against toxic chemicals. I mean, 
in your normal body system, these toxic chemicals aren't going to make it to your blood in the first place, uh, and especially not through your brain. I mean, your liver is going to help detox that, and especially it's found that if you have selenium abundant in your body, that helps to detoxify the mercury. Now, there's a very fascinating research coming from Stephanie Seneff. Um, you can see some presentations of hers on YouTube where she's talking about aluminum, which is in a lot of vaccines, and it's called an adjuvant. And what these adjuvants do is they stimulate the immune system well, uh, so that it can react to the virus that's in the vaccine. So if it's, But she talks about how um, glyphosate combined with aluminum is a problem. She says glyphosate chelates aluminum. It chelates a lot of other minerals as well because it's a chelator, which means it binds to minerals. Uh, and she says that aluminum has a positive charge so that that keeps it inside the gut. But when it's in the shell of the glyphosate molecule, it becomes neutral. And then glyphosate has this effect like citrate where it can open up the gut barrier as well as the blood-brain barrier. So when you got this chelated aluminum molecule floating around with a glyphosate molecule, it can go right through your blood-brain barrier. Boom, right into your brain. That's got to be good. And it's found that glyphosate's been found in women's breast milk even if they're eating organic food. So glyphosate's becoming a big problem even for people who try to avoid it. And I don't know what their source, where they're getting it, uh, just seems to be a problem. So what's the best? Having a healthy body so that you don't get autism. The best defense would be to start out before conception. Taking the 90 essential nutrients, a healthy body start pack before you conceive a child, then during pregnancy, and then continuing on when you're breastfeeding as well. And this will give you the best possible chance that your baby will be have all the nutrients it needs to be strong and healthy. Also, uh, try to have a vaginal birth. Now, there's like 32% of um, births in the U.S., are C-sections and this is a problem because as the baby's coming through the birth canal the baby's getting inoculated with beneficial bacteria which then colonize and becoming the baby's own gut flora so when you have a C-section the baby's not getting this these gut bacteria and this presents a problem because as I've mentioned before there's a gut brain connection. These bacteria produce nutrients that the brain needs as well as many other functions involving getting nutrients into the parts of the body that they need to be in. Now this doesn't really have much effect on as far as the health of the baby but um, having a home birth with a midwife I believe is a better option than going to a hospital because there are a lot of diseases and infectious diseases floating around in hospitals and there are statistics showing that that home births are safer than having hospital births unless you have a specific complication that you need to be in a hospital for that would be my suggestion but after birth following a Weston A. Price diet once the child gets off milk and this is a diet that has a lot of good fats, saturated fats, animal fats because unlike medical doctors we recognize that the brain is 75 percent made of cholesterol 
That's good fat. Also, you want to avoid refined foods, especially refined sugar. And if your kid has autism right now, you want them to be on a grain-free, sugar-free diet, and that includes fruit, because sugar is going to aggravate these problems. And when I said grain-free, I don't mean gluten-free, I mean grain-free. That means even though it's gluten-free, you still want to avoid it because grains turn into sugar. Also, protein can turn into sugar too if you're not using it. So you don't want to load up on uh, way too much protein either. As far as supplements go, the recommendation for supporting a healthy body and healthy brain, one healthy brain and heart pack per 100 pounds of body weight. So divide that up based on how much your child weighs. If he weighs 50 pounds, that one brain and heart pack will last two months. Important part of the brain and heart pack are the essential fatty acids, which are critically important for your brain, especially the DHA and EPA. The parts of the omega-3 essential fatty acids are important for nerve cells. Also in the brain and heart pack is Longevity's Ultimate Selenium, and that can help detox any toxins that might be in your body because selenium recycles glutathione and glutathione is your body's most powerful detoxifier. And then uh, the other parts of the healthy body brain and heart pack is the Beyond Tangy Tangerine uh, multivitamin mineral amino acid complex as well as uh, the Beyond OsteoFX. Also what might be helpful is Longevity's product called Synaptive and Synaptive can help get the synapses in the brains talking to each other again. Also one of Longevity's probiotics, the nightly essence, the flora FX, or root beer belly would be good to help with gut health. And Dr. Wallach has helped kids with overcome autism before and I've seen other Longevity reps talk about how Dr. Wallach's protocols have helped their kids. Dr. Wallach has mentioned that he has helped uh, kids who weren't even talking and after amount of time being on longevity uh, the kids are now singing in the choir so there is hope out there so this is Brian Showalter signing out we'll see you next time to see the products mentioned in this show head over to freedomfrompharmacy.com and look at this episode's show notes and you can see all of the longevity products by clicking on the store tab the Freedom From Pharmacy podcast is owned by Easy Way LLC and is under Ohio Revised Code 4759.10i.